The stars are out in New York, and we talked to all of them, and the ones who brought them together. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, thanking you for making us your first listen every day over on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get Women's Basketball Podcast, six days a week, locked on women's basketball. And it's not just me, of course. It is the incredible team over at The Next, thenexthoops.com. You can get your fix of over 100 reported pieces every month right into your mailbox. $9 a month, $72 a year normally, even less now, 27% off to commemorate the 27th WNBA season. Thenexthoops.com. Make sure you support the work. I'm going to get right into it. We've got Jonathan Kolb, general manager of the New York Liberty, Sandy Brondello, head coach extraordinaire in New York, talking all about this new look roster. Yesterday, Jackie Powell and I took you through why it's so interesting. Segment one, we're going to ask them about putting it together and utilizing it. Segment two, some people you may have heard of, John Quill Jones, Brianna Stewart, Sabrina Ionescu, talking about the 2023 New York Liberty. I'm Howard Magdal. This is Locked On Women's Basketball. You know, Sandy, now that you're in year two, I'm curious what are some of the principles of this team culture that is carried over from year one and sort of how have you seen it evolve early in year two? And then I do have one for Jonathan. Yeah. Look, I think for us, we're in the process of doing our culture meeting and we had a, a really great one today and I won't go too much uh, depth into that. But when you build a culture, you build an environment, a, a culture by values that the players agree on because it is ultimately they have to drive it and then that's our environment. So then we live, eat and breathe. That's easy for me to hold them all accountable, can't we? Um, so, yeah, they come up with it. But, you know, every team you have, there's a lot of, you know, you talk about teamwork, trust, accountability, you know, their respect, all those things, uh, they always come up, which is great because that's, that's how you're um, just laying the foundations. We talked about that. We have to have a winning culture in place before we can do anything on court because that helps to have the most success. Um, so we're in the process of doing that. It's been fun. Um, I think we've uh, got our our word, what we're going to live by this year and um, excited to see how it grows and, and we'll, we will face obstacles. You have the culture in place because how do you act when those obstacles, we start losing some games, things are not going well, you know, and that will happen. How do we handle that to make sure we stay on track? And um, But yeah, a lot of the principles are really the same. It's just a new group and you allow them to, to speak out loud. I appreciate that. And and Jonathan, for you, um, when you were talking to season ticket holders on Saturday, you mentioned that sort of what you want to do is you want to try to, or with this season, you want to try to raise the profile of the league in a meaningful and mainstream way. So I'm just curious, besides winning a lot, what are the ways that you see this team doing that? 
I think we see it in this room right now. I mean, I was talking to Ohemo when you all walked in, and by the way, thank you for being here. Um, but wow, like there's a lot of media people here for our practice. You know, th this is awesome. And I think you're going to have the opportunity to cover the greatest players in the world in one spot. That's amazing. It's a great opportunity, but it's a great opportunity for fans of basketball that maybe haven't had the chance or really the opportunity to key in, key in on, on our league. Now's the time. And so I think through your coverage, your storytelling, um, you know, our players, I think it's a great opportunity for, for something that's pretty unprecedented. Meredith? Hi, Sandy. You're good. You're on. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Meredith Cash from Insider. I have a question about Sabrina. She's talked a lot about how important it's been for her to have a full off season and be healthy coming into this. I'm curious from your perspective what she's looked like mentally and confidence wise knowing that fact. Oh, she looks great. I think you, you got to see a little bit of her. Um, last year, she's coming in, you know, she was rehabbing. She came in, she had a bit of a calf injury and, and she was slow at the start of the season. And you know, once she got confident, she got healthy, and you, you saw what the progress that she made and how good she was, and we put the ball in her hand. Uh, but now having an off-season, she's just expanded her game. I think there's a little bit of a, a pop in her step, quite honest. I think she's a, you know, she's a shot maker. I think her shots got quicker. I think everything's just got a little quicker because she could actually work on that area instead of just rehabbing and trying to heal a, a part of her body. Um, she's a winner, we know that. She's a competitor. Uh, but I think she's training a little smarter. Uh, we're trying to make sure, you know, less is more. More doesn't mean better. Uh, so we're in that phase. But it's great. I think she's been, um, her leadership, you see that. I think that's another area she's improved on because that's what we, we want from her as well too. But I think last year gave her a lot of confidence to be able to take, continue to take steps forward. Thank you, uh, Jonathan. Coach, good to see you guys again. Jeff Magliacetti with uh, All Knicks. My first question is for Jonathan. Seasons are like these are why you hire a basketball mind, someone who's been with the games for years, like Sandy Brondello. So what gave you the confidence that she was the right person to lead this, this explosive, if not exciting, group forward? Yeah, I think you, you said it. It's the basketball mind, right? But it's, it's more than that. It's who Sandy is as a person. It takes a real unique uh, – uh, individual to be able to galvanize a group like this it, it, it's 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 a collection of players I don't think that's that's been put together before but the the, the part of that is Sandy's been in in a team environment similar to this right when you go back to the Phoenix days and she's been very successful with that and I think Sandy doesn't skip any steps. Every day truly does matter. Nothing is a formality. Every exercise, every activity, every practice plan, is it has a purpose. And our players know that, and they execute on that purpose. Um, and so, no, I couldn't think of anyone better to do the job. Appreciate that. Thank you. And, uh, Coach, my next question is for you. Um, speaking of all the talent amassed on this team, you prepared for so many ga big games as an opponent against players like Vandersloo, like Jones, like uh, like Bri Brianna Stewart. So now that you've had a week or two to have them on the floor, I'm sure you talked with them all season. How have they kind of embraced your system and what you're trying to build to lead this team to success? We can't say I've had them on the floor yet, so um, <laughs> still working on that fun part. Can't wait for that to happen, but it was good for to see Stewie, you know, return to play today. She was on court just moving. They're sponges, like JJ, they're watching. They pick things up really quickly. I think we're going to be able to open the playbook up a little bit. You heard me. Oh, you probably didn't in my huddle, but, you know, positionless basketball because understanding how we can get the most out of each of them, and you need smart basketball players to do that. Um, and that certainly helps. Um, they communicate well with each other. They can, 
you know, the terminology, the young ones are still learning to get, play the game, but these ones, hey, if you set a flare screen here, I'm going to do this and that, that, well, they can get it. You know, you need really smart players to do that. So I'm excited just to, you know, just to get them healthy and continue to build. Like, hopefully that will be next week leading into our first game. Everyone can get on court because it does take time. Uh, those players had played together, so that's the advantage. But it is a, you know, basketball's basketball, a little bit different terminology and system, but they're picking things up really quickly. Yeah. Howard? Jonathan Sandy, uh, Howard Medal at the Nets. Good to see you both. Um, just obviously with the offseason that you had, um, putting yourselves in a position to contend for a title, I wonder for each of you, with that comes expectations. Do you feel as if something short of a championship is going to be a successful season this year, or is that really where the line is for each of you? I'll start. Yeah, I think, look, to to earn those expect to have expectations means we've earned them, right? And that's that's from the this off season and we embrace those expectations, but we know what comes with them and that's a day-by-day -day process to to get better. And every single player including Stewie wants to get better every single day, coaching staff, front office, and so that's what this is really about. And then from that, I believe good things will follow. The success will come as long as we're being um, really detailed in our process. And so, yeah, look, I think at the end of the day, of course, our goal is to be the last team standing. Um, and we believe that we've got a process in place to um, lead us in that direction. Yeah, look, we want to win. We know that. We want to win. We've, we've, we win. we've got all these great players. Uh, winning a championship, that's the ultimate goal. But as Jonathan said, like for me, we don't win championships in preseason. We don't win them in the start of the season. We win them at the end. So it's the... It's the win the day. We have to come to work and, and get better today. And that's building the, the foundation in the right way, uh, not missing steps because that's when it really comes back to haunt you. Uh, but we've got great players. These are high-character players, and that was important for us, bringing them in. And they want to win, a little bit of sacrifice, and we just got to continue to just be process-driven and to still work on the game that we're, you know, at the right time, we're playing our best basketball, and, and hopefully that is a championship. Ben? Uh, down here, Ben Pickman from The Athletic Ringer. Um, one for Jonathan. You know, you mentioned this was a group that couldn't have or had not come together before and mm -hmm. knowing that you have experience in the league office, you know, what impact or, or why was it important to have revised free agency rules in the most uh, in the most recent CBA? Um, yeah, what yeah. impact do you think um, those revisions had uh, to get you to, to, the, to this point? I mean, it had a major impact uh, <laughs> to change the rules. I mean, opening up free agency is, is pretty much why we're here today, right, talking about this this very team. So I think um, what you're seeing is a player empowerment era, if you want to call it that, where players are, are getting to choose um, the location of their legacy. And I think that's really important. Um, and, you know, we'll see where that goes in the future. But, but what you're seeing play out in real time is the effects of a CBA negotiation just a few years ago. Hey, Sandy. Hey, Jonathan. Um, despite all of the moves you made to, uh, to bolster the roster this offseason, there are still some decisions to be made in camp. So what are some of the focuses that you both have in looking at building out the, the back end of the roster? Yeah, there's, it's a really good question. I think it's something that is, is quite honestly agonizing for me personally. Um, we've got a lot of good players out there. I think you all saw them. Um, and, and they all can't stay. And that, that's really unfortunate. Uh, when we're looking at that, there's a lot to consider. Um, there's not only winning now, but we want this, as Sandy and I have talked about ad nauseum, is we want this to be incredibly sustainable. 
part of that are rookie scale contracts. They're um, the production per dollar. What can we get out of that for not only now, but looking forward? That's a consideration. Um, this is going to be a roster that um, if, we're, if we're at 11, those you know, 9, 10, 11 players might get sporadic minutes. Are they OK with that? Is that something they want to buy into? Um, so how are they as teammates in that situation? Um, and then finally, I mean, we have to have the coaching staff have players that they can trust to go out there in situations, whether it's a depth situation or maybe we just need to change something up in game and they can count on those players. So I think there's a myriad of factors in the decision. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Game Time. I'm in a house that loves a live event, sports, theater, music, you name it. So being able to go to the Game Time app and enjoy it show it to my wife, to my children about what the options are. It's easy. It's not stressful. You just look, you see there are last minute deals. You're able to get a best price guarantee and show the people and yourself where your view is. So go and download the Game Time app and create an account. We actually have a crazy discount for you. Use the code Locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A, one word, for $20 off. The game time guarantee means you're always getting the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download game time today. Last minute tickets Lowest price guaranteed. I'm not going to insult your intelligence by explaining who these people are. It's Brianna Stewart. It's John Paul Jones. It's Sabrina Ionescu. It'd be amazing, crazy to consider if they were all on the same time, at the same team, at the same time. I just, you know, astonishing to think what the ceiling of that hypothetical super team would be. And uh, I am, <clears throat> wow, getting word that, yes, they all play for the New York Liberty. Let's see what they have to say about it. Good afternoon, everyone. Good to see you all. Um, we just had conversations with coaches where they stressed the conversation is not about winning a championship. Uh, Stewie, I remember talking to you back in 2018, and you said, if we're not here to win a championship, um, why are we even here? And I just, I just w sort of wonder for you and really for all three, uh, Sav and JJ as well, how you balance those two things about, you know, as Sandy says, winning the day with the type of expectations I know you, hold, you all hold yourselves up to. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a, a fine line of, of that. Obviously, <clears throat> when you look at our overall goals for the year, it's to win a championship. And I think that the three of us up here will all agree in that. But that being said, that's not going to happen today, tomorrow, you know, the next couple of weeks. What's going to happen is we're going to create a standard and, you know, strive for excellence. And that's what's going to help us get to that point. Um, so I think, you know, going off of what Sandy said, we are trying to win the day. We're trying to get better. We're trying to, you know, learn to play with each other really, really quickly. And it's crazy that it's been, you know, only a week of training camp, but what, in a little little over a week and a half, we're, we're starting. Um, so we're just trying to get as ready as possible. 
And j just off of that, Sabrina, for you, you know, th this is an offseason where a lot of the conversation is about players coming in. You know, this, and we talked to Benajah a little bit about this, about what you guys have built. You know, how proud are you of what you have built here that has made this a destination for, you know, some of the best players in the world as well to be joining what you've built? Well, that's been the goal since I got drafted here, um, you know, was the understanding of having the backing of a front office and an organization that wants to bring a championship to New York City. And um, that's, you know, like Stewie said, doesn't happen overnight. You know, we started at the bottom and I've now worked our way into being this desirable team that two former MVPs want to come you know, be a part of and, and be a big part of in winning a championship. And so uh, very thankful for, you know, the commitment from the front office and the organization to be able to make that, um, you know, make that come to life. And now it's our job to, to go out there and perform and build chemistry and, and do what we can in the pursuit of doing that. Ben? Hey, ben Pickman from The Athletic um, this one's for Stewie. Um, you know, you're on the WNBPA board, so this is a big picture question. Um, uh, you know, what impact do you think uh, the latest CBA had on uh, the free the, the revised free agency rules? Um, what impact did that have on your decision on the general scope of the league? And I guess playing it forward, um, what would you want to yeah. see change going forward? Um, the new CBA had a lot to do with the player movement, especially this free agency. Um, because <clears throat> we were able to kind of limit the core. You know, a player can only get cored for, for two years, and then they can go to, to any other um, team that they want. They're officially a free agent. And I think that, you know, that's the, the part where, you know, in my first couple of years, I remember it was Crystal Langhorn, and she was the player that just kept getting cored and cored and cored and cored. And even if she wanted to stay, it's like she didn't have an option. And now players are having those those options to – um, move freely and, and have an opinion and create um, a broader fan base in, in multiple cities. Meredith? Hi, Meredith Cash from Insider. Stewie, another big picture one for you. Um, I know that you've spent a lot of your free agency process preaching about um, the need for change on uh, charter flights. I'm curious now that the league has made a little bit of a change going into this season, what your thoughts are. Hmm. Uh, my thoughts are, a little well, I'll take the one charter, but I'll, I would like, um, for it to be, um, a thing that continually grows, you know, yes, it's one charter and then it's all the playoffs, I believe. Um, <clears throat> but I think the, the whole thing behind it is, you know, we want to get to the point in the WNBA where it's, you know our first response to a question is not a no, you know, it's a yes, maybe, or yes. And, um, and really trying to figure that out to where we can, we can have the freedom and flexibility to fly private and continue to make sure our bodies are rested and recovered. Cause we want to be great on the court. And sometimes these, these places we're going don't all have direct flights or we don't all have great seats. Um, so it's just about a, a part of raising the needle, setting the standard, um, so, you know, hopefully we'll have a little bit more than what we have now for next year. Hi, uh, this is a question for John Quell and also Brianna. Um, you both talked about 
New York being an attractive destination, not just for the basketball team that you were joining, but for the opportunities that would be available to you um, off the court? And I know it's early days, but I wanted to ask um, how those have materialized so far, um, maybe, maybe something specific about um, how that's come to life um, so far for you um, being in New York. Um, I would say one of the ways that it's materialized was um, like our media day and stuff that we had to do yesterday. I mean, I feel like that was the longest day I've ever been in the gym for something like that. Um, <laughs> and I was pretty tired at the end, but, you know, big picture is good for our team and it's good for the league to have the coverage and, um, you know, everything that we had yesterday. So I think that was one of the ways. Um, just being around the city, I, I think I feel the energy of the people, um, you know, wanting to get behind this team, um, being excited for the season. Um, and I just know that they're going to show up and, and, and be loud for us. And, you know, just all the other stuff that I've been able to do, obviously, like just not really marketability-wise, but like being able to go to Broadway shows and having an option to do things. So it's a big difference between Connecticut and, and New York, obviously. Um, but, you know, it's going to take some time for more things to materialize, but I can already, I can already see a level of professionalism um, and I guess like more attention with us being here in such a big market. Hi. Good afternoon. I'm Brian Florenton from Nets Daily and the local W. I'm Sabrina. Your WNBA journey has been pretty interesting. In 2020, you dealt with the bubble. 21 and 22, you dealt with recovering from injuries and having to reestablish yourself on the fly. Now that you've had a healthy offseason without anything really getting in the way, just how rewarding and refreshing is it just to sort of be able to just hoop without anything being a distraction in a sense? Thank you for that question. Um, it's been it's been a blessing. Um, you know, I think as athletes, a lot of the times, um, especially if you haven't dealt with an injury, you, you can sometimes take the days for granted and, and take the practices and and um, you know all all the small things. And I think it's definitely put it into perspective for me being able to have my first healthy off season of being able to train from the day the season ended last year to to this point now and. Um, I'm very excited. It's been rewarding already, um, just being able to be in training camp from day one um, to now and continue to work on my game and, and be my best best self for this team and not having to deal with that obstacle. And so for me, it's a blessing. I, I couldn't be more thankful for the opportunity to um, be here and, and give it my all. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited for the season because I've worked really, really hard to uh, work on my game and finally have the opportunity to work on my game this offseason. And so I know I will be a lot better. Thank you. And John Quell, in New York, is going to be completely different than, than, than it was in Connecticut, just based off the city and location and things like that, but also in the talent around you, the space on the floor. Just how do you see your role, I guess, it's still, early, it's still super early, but how do you sort of see your role evolving with your new teammates as we get deeper and deeper into the season? Yeah, I'm just excited because I just know that there's going to be a lot of space on the court. Um, just people on the court uh, where they have to be respected at the three-point line, um, can score on multiple levels, um, and have just you know kind of solidified themselves as really good players in this league. So I'm, I just, I don't, I don't think my role is gonna change much in that sense. I'm just, I feel like the spacing and and the way that we play is obviously going to be different. Hi, um, right here, Jackie Powell with the next. JJ, first for you. Um, when Stewie and Sloot were introduced in, I think it was February, after you had your presser, something they emphasized was that, that they want to be additions to this roster rather than sort of taking over the team. I I'm curious how that is for you, how you manage that concept of being 
an addition and also in the early going of training camp, what is sort of your leadership role looked like? Um, well, I'll answer the latter first. I think in training camp has been, you know, just talking to a lot of the younger players and making sure that they understand what we're what we're trying to do. Obviously, I'm I'm learning too. This is a new. This is my first time playing for a new coach um, since I've been in the WNBA. So different terminology, but kind of saying a lot of the same things that I've heard before. But just trying to understand Sandy and Olaf and what they see out there and what they want us to to achieve on the court, and then understanding my teammates as well. So I, I would say all encompassing a little bit of everything. Um, and what was the first part again? I forgot already. <laughs> oh, fitting into the team and being an addition. Um, I think it's a team sport, obviously. And so um, anybody that comes in is going to be an addition. Obviously, we all bring different things to the table. We can all do different things our own unique way. But it's about this team. And I've always been a team first player. I've always been a, a team first type of person. So that's not going to change with me coming here to New York. So all the same. Jeff. Hello. Uh, good to see you guys again. Uh, Jeff Magliacetti with All Knicks. Uh, Brianna, first of all, congrats on the uh, Puma deal renewal. Um, and I wanted to, uh, my question is for the newcomers, um, Brianna and John Quell. I wanted to ask about the uh, how, I know you guys haven't had much time actually on the floor yet, but you've been in the building, you've been around this team, you've been <coughs> in camp. How has the Liberty kind of, uh, you know, emulated the hungry team that they were, the hungry, powerful team, feisty team that they were? that they were last year before your arrival, and how can you kind of build upon that with your own unique skill sets? Um, well, I think, you know, my first day here was probably Tuesday when I actually came into the building. Um, but just the energy, you know, you have, it's a, an, an interesting mix with, you know, a few returners, a lot of new players, a lot of rookies, you know, some vets, and then, Vets from, from a lot of different teams. So um, everybody's trying to put it together, really understand uh, the concepts behind this team. And the thing is, and, and Sab just touched on it, was, you know, coming into this market, you already know you have, like, a huge target on your back. But now, because everyone's talking about all these narratives and the biggest free agency and whatever, people want to beat us the moment we walk in the gym. And, and kind of embracing that and, and taking that forward and realizing that we're going to use this to our benefit. We have a very talented roster and now it's just about how we can play together and with the facilities and the staff and everyone around us everyone wants to be great so when you're surrounded by greatness it's a lot easier for you to be like all right I'm gonna be my best today I'm gonna come in I'm gonna get all the things I need so that I can be my best and leave it all out on the court yeah I don't have anything to add to that she, she, she said everything I needed to say so. we'll finish on zoom with Oren sorry Hi, Orin Weisfeld with The Guardian. Thanks. Uh, Brianna, this one's for you. You know, this franchise has made a lot of investments into, like, their performance team and, and facilities and amenities and stuff like that. And I'm wondering how important was that to you when you made your free agency decision, especially considering you're coming back from playing overseas? Yeah. Uh, very important. I think that, you know, when I, as a free agent, when I was looking at, at New York, you know, you realize that you have – an amazing front office, obviously with the ownership, they want to make sure that, you know, this team is getting everything that they need. And, you know, you realize that the moment that you walk in, you walk in and there's breakfast and then there's treatment and then there's the weight room and then there's the court and there's all these people around who are trying to help you. And the WNBA should have teams that have a one-stop shop. I shouldn't have to travel all over the place to get everything I need. And here in New York, you can get that 
um, right here. Uh, so to be able to come in and, and have that is, is amazing because, you know, what I just touched on before is I want to be my best and I want to be able to, to do everything I can to, to get that. And that means the resources. And here we have all the resources. Thanks. Uh, and then on a different topic, when you were in college, uh, the Minnesota Lynx were kind of dominating the league for most of that time. How did those teams shape you as a fan of the league? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like when I was in college and, and even in the beginning, my first couple of years, um, the, the mini LA rivalry, um, uh, was something that it was just, it was intense, you know, that's, that's what I think of. And especially the, the players on, on both teams, the way that they had so much talent and they were able to play well together. I think that that's what I remember about those two, um, obviously the championships, but you know, you want to, when you're a basketball player, you want to play with other great players. And um, it's it's easy to do that when you have people that you can, you know, look to and trust to your right and left. And I think that's what we're trying to build here. It's going to be fascinating to see how it all works out in New York. That's for sure. Tune in tomorrow. Awat Kulir is going to join us from the Dallas Wings, one-on-one. -on -one. Really interested in what she has to say and the season ahead for her, just a world of talent for her. So until then, I am Howard Megdahl. This is Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm wishing you all a wonderful Wednesday. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. 